of the living geek. Moshi Moshi, welcome to episode 37 of Super Segoy Cast. I'm Alex. And I'm Justin. This week we're going to talk about Yuri on Ice. Yes, it's a new anime we started to watch. We watched episodes 1 through 6 of 12. You can find it on Crunchyroll, Funimation, and Anime Planet. The plot follows Yuri, a Japanese ice skater, who fails out of the Grand Prix, but now, with his idol Victor coaching him, he battles his way to the top for the next Grand Prix. There's three main characters, two of which are named Yuri. There's Yuri Katsuki and Yuri Plisetsky, who's the Russian rival, and their coach, Victor Nikiforov. Well, not their coach. Well, his coach. He's well, Yuri Katsuki's coach. Yeah, but, but Yuri Plisetsky wants him to be his coach. And from now on we're going to year we're going to focus not focus but we're going to call Yuri from Russia. Yurio. Yurio because that's, that's what, what they, they call, call him in him. anime. It's easier to differentiate that way, you know. Very much so and uh, it helps us out a lot. We meet Yuri Kotsky in Russia at the Ice Skating Grand Prix Finals where he comes in last place. Like, he utterly just failed. Yeah, he's at, like, a really bad place in his life, and he continues to lose for the rest of the season, and he eventually just quits ice skating and goes back to his hometown in Japan after, like, five years. Yeah, man, there was, like, a really big time skip um, in that point. Like, he didn't, he was so embarrassed he didn't want to go back, I think, is what it was. Basically, but it's like, he... That's what's weird, because he didn't look like he changed all that much. The show didn't look like it aged. I honestly didn't think there was a time skip until they mentioned it later on, saying that he was towards, like, the end of his career, because he was, like, 28 all of a sudden. Yeah, that was kind of strange, too. Like, it was a little bit difficult to understand it at the very first part, but once they explained it it was like oh okay we just kind of accepted it yeah so yuri watched his idol victor win the fifth world championship on tv and he decided to visit his childhood friend yuko who works at the ice rink her kids end up recording him as he's imitating victor and they secretly put the video online victor sees the video and he shows up in japan at the hot springs that yuri's family owns and offers to be yuri's coach and yuri's like what yeah and then yuri is um man on man right no Yuri is lesbian. The male is uh, Yaoi. Yaoi. Okay. So I read this title thinking it was like Yuri on Ice, which is like love on ice between two guys, because that's what I thought Yuri was. Me too. I had misinterpreted it also. And so then when we found out it's because the guy's main lead character's name is Yuri, and then there's Yuri-o, it makes more sense that this show is called Yuri on Ice. But... There's a, a really good, like, connection between Yuri and Victor, and it's, like, coach and... Trainee? I guess coach and uh-huh. trainee. <laughs> I mean, like, my brain died. Yeah. But, like, there's a really good connection that way, but there's also what seems to be, like, a very intimate connection as well between the two. Yeah, and, and, but that, like, evolves and shapes itself later also. Yeah, but, like, I think that's one of the reasons why Victor came as his coach, because it wasn't just he saw him do his routine and do it well. I yeah, think no, he, like, he felt this instant connection. Exactly. And was like, I gotta be with that guy. And that's why I was trying to get to. So he ends up moving in and starts Yuri on a diet and exercise, and he yeah. takes off a few years' worth of extra pounds, you know? Yeah, he put on some extra weight. You yeah. couldn't tell because the show, like, hit it in his clothes, but as soon as, like, he, like, lifted up his shirt, he had, like, a belly. It was pretty funny. So and this is where the second Yuri pops up, the one from Russia, Yurio, Victor had nonchalantly promised to choreograph a program for him if he passed and went into his adult debut. Yep. yep. Well, that time came, and all of a sudden, Victor had completely forgotten about it because he was just talking and didn't Victor really care. does that, it seems. <laughs> so... He started to make them compete for him by skating to two opposite pieces about love, 
and it turned into this big local event in the area. Yeah, it was really cool. And so they all started preparing, and they spent an episode finding the emotional connections to their music, because it was the opposites for their personality. We didn't really discuss the different personalities between the two Yuri's either. Like, Yuri Kotsky, he's very quiet and introverted and yeah and then the other one yuri plitsky or yurio is like way outgoing aggressive and strong and like so he made confident. them yeah they made he made them skate two different love pieces that were opposite so yuri koski had to skate something to show his passion and whatnot and yurio had to skate to something slower and more timid yuri ends up winning and victor stays in japan and ends up being his coach but the weird thing is that right after that, Yuri ends up avoiding Victor. Like, I mm-hmm. guess all of a sudden he was like, well, I did it, but am I really good enough to for him to be representing. my coach? Exactly. Yeah. So Victor helped him realize that no one's perfect and no one's judging him and blah, blah, blah. And Yuri was more open to learning after that. And mm-hmm. he also realized that he has to win a qualifier in order to go back to the Grand Prix. So he chooses on music, which ends up being this custom piece that he almost used in the past, but mm-hmm. he got it redone. Um, it's basically his life in ice skating. Yeah. And it's a cool song. It's nice and piano. And Anyway, he goes to the qualifier and he comes in first place. We meet some younger skaters and he moves on to the Cup of China, which is the first step of the Grand Prix. Yep. Then we meet some of Yuri's friendly competitive friends and Yuri wins the short program and seems like an entirely different person when he performs the Eros routine, which is that new music that Victor had chosen for mm-hmm. him. And it was the best performance out of him yet. But the free skate round is next, and we, we don't get to, to see, see it, it yet. Yeah, so. we're uh, we'll let you guys know. But it's really good because like they show a bunch of different skating events. I think like three or four in total before he makes it to the Grand Prix, and he doesn't skate anything different from the two things: his free skate or his short pieces. Right, but and we so do he, see how he gets better yeah, with each it time. It evolves and becomes better and better, and he puts more challenging jumps and footsteps in there a little bit to mm-hmm. earn himself more points. And it was like, well, what's his love going to be? And he said was the pork cutlet bowl that he yeah. likes to eat. Because <laughs> from his family's his hot spring, which is actually supposed to be really good. I think it's more so his love for Victor. Yeah, they and he's said... using the uh, pork cutlet as like the a metaphor, the yeah, metaphor yeah, yeah, yeah. for it. You know, yeah. that's what I think. Because I don't think he wants Victor to know. I don't think he knows. Yeah. I don't think either of them really well, know what's happening. Like, there, there's been so much tension between the two. But I think that's Victor playing on Yuri. Yeah, to try to get those emotions out. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, man. Like, I think they just don't know what it is Mm -hmm. or they just don't know how to approach it. So I do think that there is something there. It's just... It's more... Either way, I look forward to seeing it develop in the next six episodes. Episodes? Episodes. Episodes. But um, overall, man, the show's really good. Yeah, I like it. It's entertaining. It's funny. It's got the, like, back and forth of, like, good, clean-cut looking anime in terms of drawing. And then they also have, like, the fun chibi forms and like the weird like comic s faces with they do have a lot of fun with it it's not like entirely serious exactly but it's really nice because when they're doing the ice skating scenes mm-hmm. they're they're rotoscoped so if you don't know what rotoscoping is they take footage and animators literally draw on top of it mm-hmm. so that way it looks more realistic yeah um they did it with heavy metal that animated movie they did it with, i believe with snow white um oh. D- disney animation okay like a long time ago so i mean it's it's a method that's you know tried and true but 
you can totally tell when it switches back and forth because there's way more cells of animation. It looks way more, there's more movement. But it's still cool because you get to see all the little differences mm-hmm. in the jumps and in the lands and all that kind of and stuff. Yeah, you can actually tell when, like, it made me research, like, what are all these different things, like the... Yeah, what's a toe jump? Yeah, so, like, in after we read up on, like, what the different jumps were, we watched the episode and we saw them doing it and you can see, like, the lean up under the toe because he's doing it off the toe or, like, the other one where you do yeah, it off the, the heel. Yeah, the axles and all like, that kind of stuff. The one where you do it with no bend in your foot or with only one foot jumping, like... All yeah, these crazy little things. It, it, the detail was insane. It was mm-hmm. awesome. So I look forward to seeing the next six episodes. I really enjoy it. I think it's a great show. I'm hoping that it comes out with more than 12 so we can continue watching it afterwards. Yeah, that'd be nice. So if anybody else has watched it, give us your thoughts, send it to us, and we can talk. So again, since we're getting used to our newer format, that's about it for the anime right now. We're going to get into some fun notes we found on the internet for this past week. One of the things I'm actually pretty excited about is that there's a PS4 software update. So they are beta testing version Mm -hmm. 4.50. There's a couple little minor things like they're going to allow you to set screenshots as your backgrounds Which is pretty cool because backgrounds are very limited on there. Right? I'm not going to pay for a background. Yeah. um, Sorry, sorry. And like (laughs) it's really really cool though because I think I have one that's just like it was a free one. I have like robots that wave to you and I always say hi back. Yeah. (laughs) So it's a great. I mean that's cool because it's animated. But now I can have a giant Kiba. Right, or, you know, like, some of those Dark Souls screenshots yeah. that I took that were, like, amazing because I had my awesome Abyss Watchers hat, you know, yeah, set that as really a background. Yeah, and you photos and whatnot. Well, so Rub it in my face. So there's that, but there's also a cooler thing that allows you... So you know how when you try to set up a party and mm-hmm. you have to back out and go into the party app and yeah, do it that way? Well, ridiculous. no longer. Now you'll be able to access the menus from the quick menu. That's awesome. Yeah, so you don't have to do all that backing out and jumping in and all that stuff. That's really you just cool. Hit your PlayStation button and boom, you can do it right from there. So I thought that was pretty useful. Yeah, it's really useful. And it, um, it looks like if you also get the PS4 Pro, which is capable with the VR, if you're willing to pay that money for the VR as well, you can actually watch 3D movies on the VR headset with right. this update as well. Yeah, I thought that awesome. was neat. But the big thing that I'm excited about... I'm really excited about as well. They now have external drive access. Yes. So you can plug in a USB 3.0 HDD up to 8 terabytes external hard drives are like, expensive and yeah. ridiculously put in there well yeah like we were researching taking out our 500 and importing a new one terabyte and like the process to do that didn't seem hard but it didn't it's kind of sketchy because you're messing with it exactly you know? you're messing like, with the innards of the playstation yeah and it's you know this machine is hundreds of dollars and you're like i don't really want right. to mess with it but like it says here you can't you can get the 3.0 hdd up to eight terabytes which is a crap ton of space but yeah. like i'm sure that's a lot of money Especially because you can grab a one terabyte for only 60 bucks. You know, they don't have a specific PlayStation one. Yeah. Or a Sony one, I mean. Uh They're just allowing access for you to plug in one that fits up to eight terabytes. So I can go get me a one terabyte hard Mm -hmm. drive for 60 bucks that's on a USB that I can put, like, games and save data on and have it loaded between. The save files will be on the PlayStation, but the games and apps will all go on the external. So basically, all the big space will be on your external. Good. Because only the save files will be on the PlayStation. And that's what matters. So, exactly. So would I have to transfer that over, you think? Or you think because I'm getting like a specific external that goes with it? Well, they haven't um, specified all that much yet. That's literally all the details that they've released. But since it's in beta, 
it should be coming out within the next relatively couple of months. soon yeah, right yeah, yeah and then we'll be getting a lot more info from it then okay that that sounds good to me yeah for sure because we've been the whole reason why we were thinking about getting a pro was so that we could have more space exactly i and hate every time we want to play a game you got to delete something i've literally yeah every, especially because we're streaming a lot so we're getting more games and yeah i'm getting rid of games that i kind of want to get back into but i just can't because i don't have the space well enough about the playstation netflix has an animated Castlevania miniseries coming out. They do. Which is cool because the very first... Was it the first Castlevania that we played on the PlayStation? Or was it the second one? So you are trying to talk about the Lords of Shadow. I mean, yes, it is Castlevania, but it is not the first Castlevania. Oh, I'm sorry. Castlevania Lords of Shadow is its entirely own... Thing. S- spin-off series uh, kind of thing. My bad, you're right, because Castlevania itself is on the Nintendo. Yes. Yeah. Original. This is the OG, man. The OG? But, so anyway, they are doing this miniseries... They're going to have two different seasons for it. First one is set out to come later this year. Second season is for 2018. It's described as a dark medieval fantasy following the last surviving member of the disgraced Belmont clan trying to save Eastern Europe from the extinction at the hand of Vlad Dracula. I mean, that's all exciting and well, right? Yeah, it's awesome. But here's the thing. So the producers have described it as dark and violent. They said it's like a Game of Thrones version. Really so, now? Yes. Um, I forgot who one of the producers is, but he did something really dark and gritty also not too long ago. And so I was like, oh, it's that guy. You know what I mean? Um, they also released teaser artwork, and it's really, really nice looking. It really sets mm-hmm. the tone. Yeah. Um, everything was really dark and red and just gothic, and there was a lot of details, and it looked really... It looked like the like the game, like the concept art from the okay. game. Okay. So, unfortunately, Netflix themselves haven't released any basic info. I mean, all they've released is that they're going to have it soon. All the rest of the info we've gotten from the producers themselves... The Netflix website only says that we're going to have four 30-minute episodes. Which is really short for a series. It's a mini-series. I know, but still, like, mini-series, like, to me is 12 episodes. A mini-series would be, like, four to six. Okay. That's the castle. That's a really unique-looking castle. I wonder if that's where, like, the series is going to take place the whole time or not. Um, I believe so. It should, because that kind of looks like the game castles, I think. It made me think of um, Vampire Hunter D, so that made me excited. But once we get some more info on a release date, we'll be able to give you guys some more info. So we've been playing Neo on our stream mm-hmm. on Twitch, and Neo is like the feudal Japan version of Dark Souls, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, everything's pretty historically accurate, which is actually really neat. Yeah, it's all but, during the 1600 era too, which is really nice. Yeah, but you know, maybe video games aren't really your forte. Maybe you're into tabletop games. Yeah. If that's the case, there is this new one that's coming out. It's on Kickstarter. It's called Rising Sun, and it's also taking place in feudal Japan. There's a lot of details, um, and there's like five different clans. You use politics, strength, and honor to rule the warring lands Mm -hmm. against other clans and yokai. The pieces look great. They do. They look awesome. Yeah. Uh, a lot of monsters and like the clan sets, which you supposedly have their own bonuses, look really nice. The art looks pretty great. Yeah. There's a lot of little things involved mm-hmm. in each of the decisions that you make and all the different ways that you can move your pieces and do different things on the board. Yeah, it's pretty neat. If anybody's interested, we'll put a link to that because it's not often that you see like strategy, mm-hmm. Japanese strategy games, I guess, yeah. on Kickstarter. So. The ones that look this awesome. Yeah. So I just thought that was kind of neat. 
Um, the pieces are like super detailed and they really are. It's only a hundred dollars. Well, you can pledge whatever you want, but if you pledge a hundred dollars at least, you'll get the main set plus a bunch of extra things. You'll get a whole extra clan to play with. Mm -hmm. You get a bunch of extra oni. There's a bunch of different stretch goals. I believe there's like 50 something pieces in just the regular thing, which is crazy. They're doing really good. The goal itself was 300,000 and they've already raised like almost 3 million. So right. they've dominated their goal. So a lot of people are interested. So maybe we'll get them a couple more interested yeah. people. You know, it's interesting. It's like um, a specific Japanese version of like civilization. Yeah. So like if you've ever played Civ, any of the Civ games, it's basically battling it out, going to war between you and a bunch of other people leading. There's like religion it looked like in there and different elements. So. Well, I used to play this tabletop game. I want to say it was it was called something simple like war. You know what I mean? Mm. Stratego. Oh, it was Stratego. Stratego. Okay. That's not a simple name. No. But yeah, it was called Stratego, and it was basically the same kind of thing. You had to take over different countries of the world with armies and raise people during different parts of the mm -hmm. year and stuff like that. Um, they seem like they're doing really well, that they can sell it and whatnot, so... Yeah, people are sweet. interested. It's definitely going to get sold, Yeah. So. Um, if anybody plays it, let us know. A new show that's coming out is Cosplay Melee on Sci-Fi, which unfortunately we don't have. We don't, <laughs> but we're hoping that they're going to put them on the website because mm -hmm. that's what they used to do with Face Off. That's true. And it's really along the lines of Face Off. Um, hopefully it's the same feel because I loved watching Face Off. Yeah. All the competitors were very nice. They were helpful. They had a lot of creativity. And um, it's a competition, so just like that. So they're going to be going for a $10,000 prize, creating costumes inspired by pop culture and science fiction. Premieres on Tuesday, so if it is available, we'll be able to watch See it real and, soon. Yeah, yeah. And talk about it next week, maybe. Be pretty sweet to check them out. I I enjoyed um, Face Off. I thought it was good. Yeah, but it wasn't so good that I can watch every episode of every season. I kind of just like watching the finale and going I watched from there. all of them. Yeah, well, because it focused more so on the creation process and yeah. not on like random drama. Yeah, it, there wasn't drama at all. It's true. It, it, it's true. There's a lot of shows that are worse because of that. Like, yeah. uh, Ink Master got downhill real quick because something like that. Yeah. Um, another cool thing, and hopefully something we'll get to really witness in person, is the Tokyo Olympics. We got some more news about that. We do. Finally. So, this is really cool, but all the medals are going to be made from recycled electronics like cameras, cell phones, and computers, which is really cool. I remember reading the article about that and, like, was amazed. They had lines of people getting rid of their old, like, yeah. razor cell phones and stuff like that. Yeah, just to just to know that they were a part of the Olympics, yeah, yeah, right? basically. Yeah. Like, that guy's wearing a medal that has at least some of my phone. Right. Yeah, exactly. You never know who. What if What if your phone was used to give to, to Usain Bolt or something? Right? That'd you know? so sweet. Like, whoa. And, like, it's neat because it's not going to cost a whole lot of extra money. They're already spending so much probably to build this proper stadium, and then you get to just donate any other way to save. It's pretty smart. The reason they're doing it is to enhance a, a direct sense of sustainability and involvement from the population. And it's yep. definitely working because of, like Justin said on the video, there was just lines of people that were like, oh, here, take my stuff. I want to be included, you know? They're collecting eight tons of metals, which, which is 17,600 pounds to make 5,000 medals, including the medals for the Paralympics. Which is awesome. Right. It's not just specific ones. I'm, I'm sure they'll get all eight tons of it, but that just seems like so much metal from like it just really cell phones does. and computers. It's crazy. Yeah. But I mean, like, if you're, I'm sure they probably already got it. If not, they're really close. Japan's such a tech-heavy country. Mm -hmm. They I'm, really are. Yeah, I'm sure that they wouldn't have any tr issue coming up with it. And they're such a great uh, country as well in terms of being selfless. It's like they'd be more than willing to donate and help and make that goal attainable. They've also announced anime ambassadors 
for the Olympics. Um, it includes Jibanyan from Yokai Watch, Sailor Moon, Goku, Naruto, Luffy from One Piece, Astro Boy, Crayon Shinchan, and two magical girls from a show called Pretty Cure. I'm more interested in the Crayon Shinchan. Is it like an actual crayon that's in an anime? No, Crayon Shinchan. Remember, he's that kid from Naruto Shipjudem Butt Molds episode. I don't remember. He's the one that that's the jiggly butt. Oh, jiggly butt pudding. Okay. That's him. That's oh. that's his butt technically. Okay. But no, he's that's the strange thing because he's kind of like a South Park character. Mm-hmm. So his humor's inappropriate for children, and he's not family friendly. Well, maybe so he will be in the Olympics. It's kind of like oh, okay, all these all these family friendly people and crayon shinshin. <laughs> we'll see where that goes. Right. I think it's going to be neat though because you'll be able to buy Olympics paraphernalia with, with anime, anime characters on it. On it. Yeah, can, that'd be so sweet. Yeah. Have like a Goku or a One Piece shirt. Like, right. Yeah. Well, I was hoping that, I, I remember seeing a commercial and I got excited because I thought it was for the Olympics, but it was Usain Bolt and Pikachu. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, is this an Olympics commercial? It wasn't. It was just for Pokemon or Pokemon Go or something and like that. And he was like representing it. Yeah. That's cool. But I was like, oh. Because I, I thought it was going to be, you Aww. know, an Olympics commercial. I was yeah. like, what's happening? Uh, you know? Although, not quite. on that note, Pikachu is not included as one of the mascots or the ambassadors. I wonder why. Yeah, I guess they probably just because, I don't know, he belongs to the Pokemon company? I'm surprised Mario's not one. Yeah. Well, they're anime. Should be. It's anime more yeah. so. Pikachu's more game-oriented, so is That's Mario. They, the anime came after the game. Right. And so. they may add more ambassadors as it goes. Yeah. And these are just ambassadors, not necessarily mascots. It's true. So, we'll see how the dynamic's going to change as time goes. Maybe they offered each country specific mascot of their choosing. Each Oh, oh maybe. Rock, paper, scissors, number one gets to choose out of the poll and then they yeah. just kinda of do a little down from there. That's a very small amount of ambassadors. It is. For if there's one per country. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about the ambassadors, I'm talking about the mascots. Oh. So like if USA happened to roll the dice and they got number one chose choosing and they got to choose oh we want Mario as our mascot oh I see what and you're then, saying and then like Brazil is number two so they choose Sonic yeah for Usain Bolt or you know don't yeah. Jamaica but yeah just I was like he's not from South America but okay I was thinking green and yellow flags <laughs> Brazil but it's not it's Jamaica gotcha. and things like that you know yeah make it fun that way but I doubt it it's just creative but still I'm sure we will come across many more Olympic news pieces as time goes on and hopefully we'll still be able to make it out there for the olympics because that would be awesome i mean we're only three years away so yeah we better start planning right um as soon as we get our house up and running right (laughs) well speaking of which this when this episode comes out we will be in washington dc for the cherry blossom festival we talked about that last week in the episode about all the upcoming events well this one will be airing like you said when we're there doing cherry blossom festival stuff um hopefully they'll still be there and not rained out yeah i know the weather's been crazy lately right and we'll get to partake in some of the festivities that are happening there not just the trees yeah so hopefully everything goes swell yes we will try to take some videos and or photos some and yeah important whatnot. stuff you know instagram follow us yeah <laughs> um on that note thank you for watching um or listening to our show watch our stream if you want to check it out super Segoy cast on twitch but like you're saying follow us on instagram you can find us on facebook twitter instagram youtube and twitch at super Segoy cast and Google Play Music. Oh, no, that's Google music, music, though. So yeah. you can, so on that note, you can subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music. There you go. Google that's, Play there Music. It is. Yep. There it is. Nailed it. 
Um, make sure to send us a message at our email, or Gmail, I should say, at supersgoycast at gmail.com. Check out our shirts and other stuff at notlg.spreadshirt.com. And make sure to check out our host site, Now the Living Geeks, at notlg.com. Thanks to Alex Barroza for our music. We'll put a link so you can check it out for more stuff. Exactly. Otherwise, bye. bye. of the living...